0: Always a solid good thing, and this is also a solid episode 96 of Wayne In with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav, coming to you from Orlando, Florida. I'm coming to you from uh, wherever I'm coming from. It looks like the beach, but this is the number one Beards, Bourbon, and Boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym, shot, oh, second floor of the boxing gym in the podcast room, shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is actually Tuesday, dropping on?
1: Wednesday morning, seven fifteen a.m. Eastern Standard Time,
0: in, in the, the world. world, in the world. So, uh, weekend travel. We got a lot to get into, and uh, you know, we have a fight from this past weekend with heavyweights. We got the ladies fighting this coming weekend, but we need to jump in because this is breaking news as of today, Tuesday. Those of this is dropping Wednesday. The podcast is Jake Paul taking on Anderson the Spider Civil, former UFC middleweight champion. Boxing match, October 29th, Phoenix, Arizona. The rumors were true. Uh, It's something we had talked about weeks and weeks ago that that's a potential future opponent for Jake Paul, and it has come true for sure. We got Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, October 29th, eight rounds, either 185, 187. I think the weight's still a little bit debatable. Phoenix, Arizona, we can trap. Give me the quick first take when you heard this
1: news. I I mean I, I would have rather seen the Tommy Fury or the Hassim <laughs> Rockman Jr. like us all. Oh. Uh but um oh. I think that this is a solid matchup though, B Money. Like I Anderson Silva is a battle-hardened combat veteran uh-huh. and he also what most people don't know is he's fought complete pro boxy matches now for the past couple of years and that's it and he actually beat chavez jr who's a former world champion and currently probably in rehab i get that <laughs> he's obviously a faded he was in rehab i don't know if he's out or not that's why i say that um but he was obviously not a hundred percent the chavez jr that we probably have seen years and years and years ago however that's still a pretty solid win, B-Money, for a yep. guy like Anderson Silva. And so I think that that's going to give Jake Paul a lot of trouble. He's in with a veteran. He's in with a guy that I don't think Jake Paul can knock out. I just don't. Um, however, we didn't think he could knock out Tyrone Woodley either. I thought he could beat Tyrone Woodley, yes, but I didn't think he was going to knock Tyrone Woodley out like he did. So he's proved us wrong there for sure. Um, but to the to the fight, I think it's a good fight. I think it's a good fight. I think it's a okay fight. I think it's a big step up for Jake Paul. But yeah. to be fair, any veteran that he fights at this point is a big step up because the guy's still young in his career. Um, so I think this is a good step up. I think it's a good fight. Um, I don't know if it's going to kind of whet the appetite of the average fan to watch Anderson Silva, but it might. I don't know. Um, well, so we'll, it's we'll solid, though.
0: We'll see what else is on the card when they when it kind of formulates or comes together October 29th. I'd imagine it's on Showtime because he's still under contract there.
1: Yes, it is. Um,
0: this is a very intriguing matchup for me, uh, Weekend Trav, Obviously, with some of my background being more on the MMA side from years past, I was a, a big, not, I want to say massive, but big and knowing Anderson Silva back in the day, back in his, uh, his highlight reel days. This is a dangerous fight. Uh, it's uh, and and what I mean by that weekend, Trav, is is not that Jake Paul is necessarily going to definitely lose this or anything like that. But yeah, it, the, the the danger to me has to do with the fact that this couldn't. This might be the kind of victory that he just kind of ekes out, where it doesn't have that highlight. It doesn't have the the talking factor. When the fight's all said and done, has now the the circus appeal of what Jake Paul has become. Is as it wore off, and, and so I think that's to me the danger of this matchup is that it could be boring. It could it could end up being kind of boring. Yeah, um, you mean
1: from a business standpoint? I get you. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think I mean this is a to me it's a toss up on who who could possibly win this. Anderson Silva is not an easy win at all.
1: No, uh, like yeah, for sure. I agree as well.
0: He's he's smooth. He's a great striker. He's I mean proficient Muay Thai. So that's obviously a different discipline. But going in there with a guy like that is a bit different than the Tyrone Woodley. Uh, it's a bit different than uh, the uh, the other the other dude that he beat first. Um, ben Askren.
1: Ben yeah, Askren. yeah. Because Silva's got a good stand up. Correct. That's why it's different. He's got a very good stand up as a discipline. So that's why this is a very interesting matchup.
0: What do the haters say? We can trap uh, this. Drops this. This news dropped today. So what's what's the Word from the hater camp.
1: You know, I haven't really heard too many hater things. Well, other than the fact that they're like, "Oh, he's fighting another, you know, washed up UFC guy," which yep. I wouldn't say Silva's washed up, but he's old he, though. He is, and so they they wouldn't be too far off in saying that. But I think they'd be only thing they'd be off in he's older. Yes, and he's a former UFC guy. Yes, is he washed up? I don't think so.
0: I mean, to we're talking. Fair, I don't. I mean, let's let's be honest here. He's. Jake Paul is fighting a 47 year old man. Okay. That's a different, I mean, I mean, yes, uh, father time does take its toll and yes, he just took on Chavez jr. But how old is Chavez jr. Uh,
1: Chavez jr. Is in his early thirties. So he's not,
0: I would years, say 34,
1: 35,
0: but how many years does drug abuse add to your, your clock?
1: And exactly, and that's what I'm saying is that yes, even though Anderson Silva beat Chavez Jr., he obviously didn't beat a you know a great Chavez oh, Jr. God, yeah. However, however, though even an average former world champion, because all of Chavez Jr.'s crit, critis, critics, um, he did win a world title, and he almost beat um Sergey uh, Garcia or oh, Sergey Martinez uh, yep. in a massive fight. So the guy can fight, even an. Uh, washed up essentially fighter you would think would be able to beat a UFC guy coming over to boxing, which tells me that yes, Chavez Jr. obviously wasn't you know at his peak for sure, especially since he's in rehab now. But it goes to show me that Anderson Silva can fight a little bit because it's, even a yeah. washed up boxer would be able to get through that fight. And Anderson Silva, you know, took it to him, so I think that it shows a little bit both ways there, yes. Chavez Jr. is a little bit faded, a little bit washed up and dealing with drug abuse and substance abuse. hundred percent. yes, that is correct. Um, right. However, a guy like Silva, i thought I thought Chavez Jr. should have beat Silva. If you told me before they went into that fight, even with his issues going on, I thought it could right. should have been. But guess what? He didn't. So I think that a very experienced veteran like Silva, um, going in to fight a guy that's relatively very inexperienced. Jake Paul is very inexperienced. So I think this is a, I think it's a 50, 50 fight and anybody can get mad at me for saying that. I don't really care, but I think it's a 50, 50 fight. I think right now, honestly,
0: I I think right now it is. It's, uh, I mean, that's, that's the quick response, right? That's the, uh, if you want to go in football terms, the Monday morning quarterback, response is that i think personally it's kind of a coin flip right now until we really dig into the details a bit uh age is going to be a factor but the stage isn't a factor anderson silva is used to the big stage so i don't think that's going to be a problem i think the guys that we had talked about him possibly fighting the fury and the other dude that all these guys the boxers that actually just didn't pan out i think to me personally the stage would have been too big for those guys i think that would have been a problem but with a guy like anderson silva I don't think that's going to be an issue for him, the stage necessarily. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs and cameras on this thing just because of who it is. Uh, it's yeah. not going to be the best fight in the world. We know that. But it's going to be a big media draw. We know that for a fact. But, but like I said, that's why I think there's a bit of a danger to this matchup. I, I think for the most part, he beats he beats Tommy Fury. I think for the most part, he might probably would have beat a Rockman Jr. This is a little different. To me, this is a little different. This is a little bit of a dangerous territory. And if this derails that train, that's tough for the notoriety of this guy, of of one Jake Paul. So we shall see, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I mean, for those very reasons, that's probably why this fight will sell is because of that very factor that what if easily, easily, not easily, but very, very likely um, Anderson Silva could beat Jake Paul. But in the same flip of that coin, very likely Jake Paul could beat Anderson Silva. So it's fun going into a fight, not really knowing for sure. sure. And I think that's what makes combat sports um, pretty exciting: is when these guys go in and they're they're pretty much a, a locked at a head to head. We don't know what's going to happen, and even if we do know what's going to happen, upsets happen all the time. And this is what I always tell everybody: we can do all the predictions we want, yep. but unfortunately, boxing matches are not fought on paper. They are fought in the ring, and that's why predictions can go out the window 99% of the time. We get lucky sometimes to get them right, but combat sports, it's only a centimeter, an inch, uh, a blink of an eye can change an entire career and a fight. So I think that's why this fight is actually interesting, and I think it will sell um, a little bit more than possibly like a Rockman Jr. Right. Um, but Tommy oh, definitely Street, will. Yeah. But to be fair, I think Tommy Fury would have sold actually to be fair because he's a big big hit over in England. He's also Tommy he's also Tyson Fury's um half brother or whatever it is and he's also a reality TV star. So I think that would have sold too. However, this fight I think is more crucial to the progression of a Jake Paul.
0: Well, so let me give career. you the interesting and I just I just looked it up as you were talking. I went over to the gambling side of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jake Paul, plus 110, Anderson Silva, minus 140, favorite. Anderson Silva right now is the favorite. It's not
1: shocking to me. It's not. That's why I think it's a positive fight.
0: We shall see. I think, but you're right. I think it's going to sell better than the other ones would have. Maybe maybe a Tommy Fury would have been a a better fight overall from a boxing standpoint, but I think from a sellability standpoint, this one will do it because you still have that draw of the, the MMA crowd that wants to see this guy fold and fall. They, yep. we love Anderson. So, okay. He had a, such a phenomenal career. He's a pretty beloved you know,
1: guy. Yeah. Uh,
0: yes, exactly. And, and so skilled. I mean, he was a breath of fresh air of that weight class in the middleweights in the UFC. When he first, he, he entered that and I was, he just amazing. Just a knockout artist. It was incredible. Kind of a showman in, inside the octagon as well and actually got him in trouble by being a showman. That's how he got knocked out, was by, uh, you know, yeah, kind of a, a fluke thing. Uh, anyway, so Do I think remember? this is a pretty interesting fight. We have a lot of time, weeks to go before this thing shakes out. I'm more curious, at this point, we can try what else will be on that card.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know what I think is very, why Anderson Silva is so beloved, too, is he recovered and went through one of the most brutal crazy breaks of his leg that I've ever seen in my life like that be money oh my gosh maybe that needs to be on our thumbnail when we start this is that picture Mm. that still picture of the broke leg because that's brutal but that's why that guy I think is going to sell because if anybody were to root for a guy to beat Jake Paul it'd be a guy like Anderson Silva because I would be okay with that because I think he's a good guy and I think he could deserve a break like that no That's funny. our
0: expert analysis, folks. We we like the Anderson Silva matchup. He's a good guy. Okay, so we're we're in on this fight. We get, but we can travel I'm not try out saying today. Jake
1: Paul's a bad guy. I know, you know, I what I'm know. I'm
0: I, I yeah. make fun and we get a lot here. Uh, but you know what? It also gets some clicks. We'll be honest about that too. Speaking of clicks, thank you if you're watching this. If you're not, well then you can't hear me. You can't even see what I'm saying. So chances are you're watching this. But you may not be subscribed to our channel. So if you are not, please do so below. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button on the video. Forward it on to your friends and family. Say, hey, these knuckleheads are talking about Jake Paul again or whatever. Fine. But subscribe <laughs> to the channel, please. And, and for those that have, we appreciate uh, your support, whether you're finding us on YouTube or Rumble or even listening to our melodic, melodic, melodic voices there on the audio side of things, Spotify, iheart radio uh, amazon alexa all that good stuff so we can travel and if you're,
1: if you're still with shift. us thank let's you
0: let's go let's go ahead and shift gears here because uh, we just wanted to hit <laughs> that headline we're going to shift gears oh. here and we're going to talk heavyweight action uh over this past weekend we had a let's get a, it a, kind of the eliminator match if you want to call it that uh between one andy ruiz and, and uh, as as well as uh luis ortiz and that came to us i believe did they five california la i believe yes sir Yep, so we had Andy Rez Jr., Luis Ortiz, King Kong Ortiz. King Kong! Okay, taking on the Destroyer. L.A., California, heavyweight matchup. And I know we kind of tried to make a side bet. It never really came to fruition, but I do know that I would have lost that no matter what. Because I said we were going under a certain amount of rounds. Yeah. You said over. The fight ended up going to the judges, which is the almost the worst thing that could happen in a heavyweight fight. Um, yeah. We can Trav, you watched it. We watched the highlights. We kind of went through round by round. Give me your expert, expert, professional thoughts.
1: I, I thought actually just by, so I didn't get to watch it live. I, won't lie. I was in New York. I was busy. My wife's at the US Open. So I was, I was there busy doing stuff. So I didn't get to watch it live, which is good, though. I don't mind that sometimes. Sometimes away from all the hoopla and emotion and just watch it by myself with uh-huh. no commentators, no nothing. And I did that. And um, I actually originally had a very harsh criticism of Andy Ruiz because I thought that um, he should have done more. And obviously... I thought I should have stopped the guy because Ortiz is clearly pa- – he's on the downside of his career. Still mm-hmm. a very good heavyweight downside of his career. But when I watched the fight, I was actually pretty impressed with um, Andy Brevez still, surprisingly. But the only downside to all that is that Ortiz is still a very um, – he's, ga- he's a gatekeeper for sure, and I he's think- not letting that no. gate go. Because he's still tough, man. He's not going. He goes down, but he gets up. Like he's he's that he's he's a tough, very tough, talented, skillful guy. An overused
0: an overused term in our business. We can travel is durable. My goodness, if there's any picture or video definition of durable, it was this fight when you looked at just up and down the rounds. You know, so we can travel allude to this three knockdowns. Luis Ortiz was knocked down three times, but. Frankly, we can travel. He still won
1: half of the rounds. Yep. On my official scorecard, which actually uh, coincided with the other two scorecards. So I was on point with that was I scored at 114, 111. Mm-hmm. And that's actually six rounds to six rounds. Mm-hmm. But since um uh Luis Ortiz went down mm-hmm. three times, he loses uh, those rounds out one round. He went down twice in a round. So that round would have been scored 10 points to seven. Okay. And then he went down in another round that would have scored at 10 rounds or 10 points to eight points. Right. Yep. So that's the only how Andy Rez won. Okay. Otherwise, if he didn't score those knockdowns, this fight would have been either depending on who won those rounds on the knockdown rounds, which right. I think Andy Rez would have won them probably still because he was busier um, in those rounds, but this easily could have went the other way. Ortiz could have easily won this fight, or this could have been something like a split draw, because the official scorecards were, I think, two 114-11s, which is my scorecard too. And mm-hmm. the other one was 113 12 And on my scorecard, I had a couple of rounds where I even put in my notes, I said these could be swing rounds, which yeah. could have went to either fighter. So what that 113-112 is dangerous for a guy like Andy Rez, because if he didn't even knock, if he just would have knocked him down one time, he loses on that scorecard. Yeah. So, the one fourteen one eleven. if he doesn't get any knockdowns, he loses on that scorecard. So, I think it was a dangerously close fight for Andy Ruiz. He did look pretty good in the in his moments. He looked snappy. He looked pretty fast for being a kind of a chubbier, looser, overweight looking heavyweight. To be right. fair, he does. Always I get it. He's, he's not and he always has for sure. I'm not a big fan of that. You are an elite professional athlete. I'm just still not a big fan of that B money. I just love- not
0: I love leading up to the fight and all like the promo work and the picture work and stuff. And they're like, man, he looks ripped going into this fight. I'm like, man,
1: (laughs) whoever said that needs to be punched in the face. They're like, look at it. He has abs. I'm like, yeah, maybe in comparison to what he
0: looked like before, but he's, he's still not in great shape for heavyweight. Um,
1: he was jiggling. I I, I watched the fight. He was jiggling.
0: There's one thing that I walked away with from that fight, weekend Trav, and it's this: is that uh, well, two things. Number one, a I think you're right. The gatekeeper kind of talk with Ortiz makes a lot of sense there. But also, what I walked away with is Rez Jr. He's he's on the outside looking in. He's I mean, there's there's only a few names that should be tossed around for for a gold at this point. He's not one of them right now. That's not not to say it can't change, but right now yeah. he's not one of the – three guys, call it three or four guys. He just isn't. Um, if, if he would have won in superb fashion, and don't get me wrong, three knockdowns is a nice deal. It's but,
1: impressive still, yeah.
0: But to get two of them in the one round and not finish that thing off, yeah. th- that says a lot. So, And it says a lot about both guys, I guess. But to me, yeah. it, my walk away is, for, for being a former champ, for everything he's accomplished and trying to regain that glory. He's on the outside, still looking in.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what, maybe that's a good chip on his shoulder. Then maybe he can use that to motivate him even more, because I think you're right. Um, The heavyweight division right now does not go through Andy Ruiz. That's for sure. Even though he's a former world champion, he beat Anthony Joshua, but um, that win is not looking as impressive as it used to, to me, Um, the win over Anthony Joshua, the first one. Um, But, but listen though, Andy Ruiz, he must hit so hard, though, because he's putting these guys down. And not very many people have put Ortiz down, um, and only one is putting down, and he stayed down. And that was a Deontay Wilder, which we all know is probably, still to this day, he's probably the hardest puncher in the heavyweight division. Even though I don't think he's the best um, heavyweight in the division, he might go down as probably the heaviest puncher in that division. That dude's got game-changing power. He does. Um, Too bad that he never kind of honed his skills in to add to that power.
0: Listen, and you're right. Deontay Wilder is the best guy to take to the carnival to hit that machine with the punching bag. The Mm -hmm. best guy for that. But he's not necessarily the best guy to put in in between the ropes. So
1: now when you're fighting smart, intellectually smart, talented, physically um, gifted boxers, I'll box him every time.
0: But speaking of, it sounds like that's going to be kind of the step forward match now with Andy Rose Jr. is Deontay Wilder as, Love i, I want to call it a full on call out, but it, it was pretty much, that was what was drummed up after the yeah. fight, right? Over the weekend. Because yeah. I
1: think Wilder was there, right? Yes, he was, kind he of was supo- there. Uh, he was
0: there to support Ortiz. It uh, yeah. seemed like they were kind of buddy, buddy leading into the fight. Um, so I guess that's going to be that. And, and frankly, I'll watch that. I'll watch that all day long.
1: Uh, you know what? And I, I'm. you're right. Even though I don't think Deontay Wilder is the best heavyweight in the division, and I also don't think Anthony Joshua is either. Clearly, they're both not, right? There's still actually a couple really interesting fights that I would watch those guys in. Sure. That's why the yeah. heavyweight division is still kind of cool. That's why I'm kind of glad boxing is going in this direction, B-Money, where a couple of losses don't derail your entire career. Right. And I like that because I do think that even though – Anthony Joshua didn't beat Usyk, even though he lost to Rez once. I don't think he's the best heavyweight in the world, no. But do I think he can contend, possibly, with some of them still? Yes. I think he's still up there. Um, I think I would love to see him with Deontay Wilder. I think he could beat Deontay Wilder, but I also think Deontay Wilder could beat him. But a fantastic fight. Whoever, the cool thing about that is, maybe uh, Tyson Fury just called out uh, Anthony Joshua. I would watch it. I think it's cool. I would watch that fight. That's what I'm saying. We talked watch about that,
0: that before, the King of England match. That was months and months and months yeah. over, almost a year ago, and that came to happen eventually. But now, and now he referenced it as something else. So uh, Tyson Fury did that. And the guy that the semi the semi retired athlete he is. Um, so we can travel. That was the heavyweight matchup. That was from this past weekend. You know what? And uh, I wish we would have had a real formal bet because then I would have lost, and I would have to be. I don't know what would be happening, but no one commented. No one gave us any feedback. You know, so.
1: This is true. So, you guys' fault. Mm-hmm. I could have had a leg up on this bet because I lost one the previous weekend because B-Money picked Usyk over Anthony Joshua, and I am now like 0 for 3 in picks with Anthony Joshua. Did you know that? Because I picked Ruiz yep. to lose to Joshua. Yep. He screwed me. I picked Anthony Joshua to beat Usyk the first time. He yep. screwed me. I picked Anthony Joshua B. Usyk the second time. He screwed me. Who the only other one I missed out on was Lomachenko and got upset by Tiafima Lopez. But other than that, Anthony Joshua is literally the bane of my existence right now in my picks.
0: So if there's any takeaway, ladies and gentlemen at home, it's this don't bet on Anthony Joshua. Don't, don't I get tricked. Once, once Weekend Travis is on that boat, do not get on the boat. Yep. Sell your ticket. Do yep. not get on. Do not listen. It's,
1: that's a sinking ship guys. I it sink is. that ship and I went down with it and I'm literally underwater right now. I'm drastically bailing, fighting to get out.
0: He's bailing water out as we speak on Anthony Joshua. So Thanks whatever so much, is Joshua. next for him. Great. Whatever's next for Andy Rez jr. Great. Whatever's next for Luis Ortiz. Great. I mean, yeah. so those are names.
1: Those are good. I'd still watch see? those guys in fights, but ultimately we them.
0: still want to see the main heavyweight draw, which who knows if we ever will. And that's Usyk and Tyson Fury. We will yep. see. Um, weekend Trap. Shifting gears once again. And we're going to talk ladies. Okay. That's this weekend. We got Savannah Marshall taking on a Clarissa Shields. And then we also have Alicia Baumgartner taking on Michaela Mayer. Both the same card. That's on September 10th in England. Okay. So we don't. I don't have yeah. the times in front of me. And I don't even have a network. Um, so the time is going to be a little weird on Saturday. But there it'll be just yeah, that would be the zone. So those are two massive women's boxing matches this week, and a lot of bad blood here with Savannah Marshall, Clarissa Shields. They're, they're trying to sell the other one a bit more on some of the bad blood stuff, but no one's really interested in that one. They're interested in Marshall and Shields. We can trap. We're going to talk for a couple minutes here on this one. What's your take? What's your take on that main uh, main event there, Savannah Marshall, Clarissa Shields?
1: You're putting me on the spot there. Oh, Ooh, Ultimately. Yeah that's actually so I actually have some inside knowledge on what Savannah Marshall looks like live because our fighter that you actually helped me with Ashley Curry uh-huh. I took her over to Newcastle England and fought Savannah Marshall on like uh-huh. 2 days notice 3 yep. days notice short notice but Savannah Marshall can fight and she also is I think the last person to ever beat Clarissa Shields and it was in the amateurs so I think and they've been going back and forth this is very heated um this is a is a big fight for women's boxing because Clarissa Shields has been trying. She calls her, She's named herself the quote, greatest woman of all time. It's fine. It's, it's publicity. She's trying to promote herself, but I don't think she's the quote. Um, I think Lila Ali still has a leg up on her. However, I think times of changing and women's professional boxing has gotten more competitive sure. and it is getting the, the notoriety Um, that they've been trying to get for years and years and years. And now I think it's there. And that's also in part two of the undercard, which is uh, Michaela Meyer as well. She's really pushed that envelope and she's shown that, you know, you can be pretty and tough because she's both and talented. Uh, But back to the Savannah Marshall, um, Clarissa Shields. Um, I think that Clarissa Shields has the better boxing ability. And honestly, I can see her outboxing Savannah Marshall. I think Savannah Marshall is stronger, but also a little slower than Clarissa Shields. Um, so if Clarissa Shields goes out there and boxes, how, how she knows how to box, she's two-time gold medalist in the Olympics, which is phenomenal. Um, I think that she wins this fight in her decision. I 100% would bet the house on this one be money that it does. It does go the distance. Okay. Okay. Clarissa Shields doesn't knock people out and that's been her biggest knock. And that's honestly why she doesn't get the ratings that she, she wants to deserve. She thinks that she deserves. She doesn't knock people out. She does so, it. She's got so like let, a couple of knockouts.
0: So let me toss this at you, Weekend Tribe, because to me, the lead up to this has slipping, been quite emotional. There's been a lot of emotion tied to this fight and, and a lot of a, the, the talking back and forth and the showing up to each other's stuff and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Do we think someone like a Clarissa Shields, who has, you know, had said her piece on social media and stuff like that, Do we think that she can keep her head about her? Do we think that she can stick to a boxing game plan or do the emotions get the best of her in this thing?
1: No, because I think that, yes, we do see all of her talking and all of her, she kind of runs her head is what I call that. Mm. She does. She runs her head a lot and runs her mouth a lot. Um, But she's trying to oversell fights because she's trying to make that big, big, big time game changing money. And she's trying to sell. She's trying to sell herself. And I get that. Um, But No, I think she'll be fine. I think her nerves will be fine. She'll be calm because she's been in these big moments for a while. Like I said, she's one of, I think, the only person that I ever have known that has, especially, well, women for sure, that has won two gold medals. And the reason why is because Olympics are every four years. You win one gold medal. Usually you, you go off and turn pro. She won two yeah. gold medals, which is actually phenomenal. And now she's the world champion in a couple of different divisions. She's moved up and she's everywhere else. She's doing phenomenal. She's unified titles. She is good. Mm. But yes, I think she'll keep her calm. I do. I don't think that's going to be as much of a factor as they um, try to play it up to be because both of those people like Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields, they've actually been boxing a really long time. So whatever emotions that are out there, they when that bell rings, they step in that squared circle. Um, I think it's all gonna go out the window and they're both gonna get down to business and they're gonna keep calm and do what they know how to do.
0: Well, let me tell you what the what the gamblers think their weekend travel, because I like to do this. Uh, she has
1: got to be a favorite.
0: Not a massive clear cut favorite, because uh, we have Savannah Marshall, which is mainly the favorite, minus one twenty-five, whereas Clarissa Shield is minus one hundred five. So there isn't necessarily a full-on underdog on that situation, but it it seems to be the money's favoring Savannah Marshall that on this one. Um yeah, I think you're right on the distance thing. Eight and a half rounds seems to be kind of like the mark. This is, by the way, I'm looking at the rest of the fights. I think this is a full-on ladies card. If I'm yeah, not, I
1: think so. They're they're yeah, they're billing it as that as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it looks like will, it. And
0: so I'll there my, my uh, so not a to me, not a real clear-cut favorite, a hard gamble on this one. Um, I'll take a look a little as we get closer to Saturday. But I mean, we shall see. We shall see. I, I hope there's a bit more fury in this thing when they enter the ring. I don't want to see a decision. I want to see the angst and the anger and all the vitriol come to a head. I want to see that we can travel the dirty, the the ugliness. That's what I want to see.
1: Well, listen. It's it's I I think that Clarissa Shields tries that, and she tries to go out there and knock people out. She just doesn't have that power. She doesn't have that snap on her punches. But so she, it's not because she doesn't try.
0: But you know who does? Savannah Marshall. She, she has, does. So that's. But a, so she dangerous. has never.
1: She it is very dangerous, but she's never fought in the pros. Somebody as good as Clarissa Shields, and mm. their amateur fight was ages ago
0: yep,
1: and she did win but this is the pro game it's a totally different game um these guys are definitely on a different level now and it's just a great fight for women's boxing but unfortunately this is what clarissa shields has ran into and and savannah marshall i'm sure but after this fight be money who else is there what's next yeah that's exactly right so hopefully it's a close enough fight or it's exciting enough just like amanda serrano and katie taylor That Even though Serrano lost that fight on a decision, me and you both and the rest of the world was like, oh my gosh, that was an amazing fight. And it went the distance, but it was an amazing fight.
0: And we would want to see that again. I don't know if we see this one again.
1: No, and I don't because I've watched Clarissa Shields and I'm going to get hated for this. I know I am, but whatever. I don't like to watch her fights. They don't excite me. They don't draw me in. They're just, I don't know how to explain it, but in my opinion, she doesn't have that it factor. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I've talked about with all athletes. And this is something I'm going to take credit for is there was a tennis player. His name is Nick Kyrgios. Okay. He just made finals of Wimbledon and he just, and he just upset the number one male player in the world. Well, the uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 But be- right before that, he was at Wimbledon yep. finals. Yep. But my point is about six years ago, seven years ago, I don't know anything about tennis. But I know that it factor in athletes and people. And I told Irina, which is my wife on the tennis circuit. I looked at her and I was like, this kid's going to be a superstar one day. You watch. He's going to be a superstar. He's 27 years old now. He seemed to calm his mental down a little bit and control it. And now look where this kid's at. And I, and I referenced that because I don't believe Clarissa Shields has that it factor. Is she insanely talented? Yes. Um, if she's undefeated, yes, uh, she's got two gold medals. You can't take those away. She's very, very good, but she doesn't have that it factor. Um, that makes me want to watch her,
0: you know, so, uh, the, the, the trash talk factor we can try yeah, have, I've talked about this with other, with other people and other athletes. Sometimes it comes across a little goofy, like uh, Ryan Garcia. When he tries to trash talk, it comes across goofy to me. Yeah, you're when Larissa she tries to trash talk, it come to me. It still, it just comes across a little goofy. I don't know. It, it just doesn't. It just doesn't add up for me. It it, it 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 just doesn't feel like. I don't feel it like the it factor. Like you said, I just don't feel the energy, the vibe, and so that's why when she, when she's been trash talking, leading into this thing, I'm like, it's goofy. <laughs> it's just goofy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, some people are natural trash talkers. You're talking about Platinum Mike Perry. That great. guy's a natural trash talker. Trash talker. You know-
0: uh, uh, Tank Davis, good trash you, you, talk. There's yeah. good. Floyd Mayweather's a great trash talker.
1: You know when they talk, you're listening. And it's but not. it doesn't feel forced. I'm, and putting I know you're the,
0: I'm putting her in the Ryan Garcia trash talk camp where it's like, ugh, stop talking. <laughs> just, yeah. just do your thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and I know what you're saying. Uh, I, I don't, I just honestly for her, I just, I don't pay enough attention to it anymore. I'm just like, I'm over it. I'll watch her fights to, to, to give it a chance. I keep giving her chances. I keep watching, but every time I finish watching her I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah. You won. And I'm like, yeah. huh. and yeah. that's, I, I don't know what else to say about that is I'm being 100% honest. I'm a consumer now. Okay. I know I'm a professional boxer, but I'm a consumer now. I watch boxing because as a fan now, um, even no. though I'm an analyst, we watch it as a fan now. No. I would not say that I would love to watch her fights. You know who I want to watch fight is Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. Yeah. I love that fight. Um, Michaela Mayer, she leaves a little bit to be desired as well. Her fights do, but she's yep. kind of coming on a little bit more with like she is sitting down in her punches a little more. So you can see a little bit of a difference there. She's got a phenomenal coach is why well Uh yeah, coach Al yeah. Mitchell. That guy's been around for ages. Uh, that guy used to um, run a USA boxing program out of Michigan. That dude's phenomenal. Love that guy. He's coached many world champions, many Olympians, um, but he's doing work. He's doing wonders with her for sure. But to be fair, the same thing. I, I'm not, I don't know that uh, I walk away from the Kayla Mayer fights and I'm like, oh, I'll watch her next one. I don't know that either because she fights 10 round fights and I'm like, ah. So yeah. she's in the same boat as Clarissa Shields. She's on that precipice right now, yep. which I learned that word from you last week, by the way. She's on the precipice of being irrelevant or being just a pretty face.
0: Yeah. Well, we can travel. I'm also on the preface, uh, preface, precipice of <laughs> precipice. I'm on the precipice of episode 96 being complete, okay? I
1: like it. I like it.
0: Um, you know, so so, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you tuning in. We talked a little bit about the heavyweight fight from this past weekend. We're talking a little bit of the ladies coming up fighting on zone this coming weekend. Um, and then also, obviously, the news that dropped today, which is Tuesday. You guys are seeing this Wednesday or later. The fact that Jake Paul is taking on Juan Anderson Silva on October 29th. In Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Should be an interesting matchup there. We can travel. We have plenty to talk about leading into that as, as October progresses. Next week, we're going to spend a lot of time on Canelo Triple G. That's—I I feel like we've almost just been kind of not talking about it on purpose. But next week, episode 97, that's got to be it. It's coming in. It's coming yep. in for the third time. And that's going to be a major, major fight.
1: Yep. That's a big fight. It's on the heels of Canelo coming off of a loss. It's on the heels of this is a trilogy. It's on the heels that the last two fights were super close. So Canelo has a chip on his shoulder. He does have a lot to prove to himself. I know that that's what he's thinking right now. But to us, I think he's a Hall of Famer already. Uh, But I definitely know that the way he thinks and the way he ticks He wants to prove something. He's coming into this fight to prove a point.
0: So stay with us, folks. Next week, episode 97, we're going to be really honed in on that, focused in a lot. We'll have, obviously, the updates on the ladies' fights, uh, but we're going to spend a bit more time on Canelo Triple G on the next episode. But this is episode 96, We can Drive, and we're wrapping this thing up. We're putting a bow on it. We're tying it up. All pretty. Okay?
1: That's what he said.
0: Is it well, it is because that's I That's what I said. That's my pronoun is he, uh, he, him. So, uh, we can travel. Any final, quick, final thoughts before we wrap this thing fully up?
1: Um, I think I'm just gonna let you wrap that up after that because you about opened a whole can of worms and <laughs> I'm gonna stick to boxing because that's what I know. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna shut up and box.
0: There you go. That was that's that is our suggestion to Clarissa Shield as well. <laughs> And uh, and Savannah Marshall just shut up and box
1: right. (laughs) We're in so much trouble, we're in so much trouble
0: (laughs) ever. So, on behalf of TH Boxing, Goldstream Financial, and IF Enterprises, we thank you for joining us. If you have to subscribe, please do so below on the YouTube site, on Rumble, or follow our content on the audio site, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, Google Podcast, etc. etc. We're all over the place. Thank you for tuning in. Hit the like button below. If you want to be alerted of next time we drop some content on YouTube, hit the bell icon too. We appreciate the support. And uh, that's it. We can trap. So I'm going to say it. That over there is we can trap.
1: That there is B money, AKA producer, AKA the man that runs the show. Also recently certified by ESA to be a personal trainer. Congratulations, brother.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. I like wearing many hats, including this one. All right. That's it. Go Florida State. Go Knowles. God bless. Go Packers.